This episode is for you if you have Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, high TPO antibodies, and hair loss. We'll talk about the possible connection between those TPO antibodies and hair loss. I will give you a few reasons you would want to lower those antibodies and provide you with practical solutions to lowering your thyroid antibodies and reversing hair loss. And make sure you listen to the end because I will tell you how to get your hands on my free guide, Five Ways to Lower TPO Antibodies. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Hello, listeners, and hi, Kimberly. How are you doing today? I'm great, Natalia. How are you? I am fantastic. You know, today we'll be chatting about uh, thyroid-related hair loss and how to remedy from the, you know, blood work side, like Mm -hmm. if there's any connection between uh, TPO antibodies and hair loss. Oh, boy, this one's going to be great because... um, I think some of our listeners might um, get a lot of information from you discussing all the ranges in those TPO levels, right? The highs, the lows, the good and the bad. So I can't wait. Yes, they are all, unfortunately, they all are bad. So there's (laughs) nothing good, but we will talk about practical solutions to lowering those thyroid antibodies. Good. So, you know, Kimberly, you know, hair loss for me, it was one of the symptoms I experienced on my journey with Hashimoto's. And uh, one of the early clues I had that something was not right inside my body. So I know firsthand how distressing it can be to wash your hair in the shower and watch huge clumps of hair clog the drain. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, the good news is that there are many different strategies that have worked for me and many of my clients, and I'm sure yours as well, um, to overcome hair loss. And one of the strategies, including lowering thyroid antibodies. Yes. You know, Kimberly, you and I, we see a lot of people in our practice with hair loss, and most of them present with some sort of thyroid dysfunctions, right? And we need to remember that it's now estimated that about 20 million Americans have some sort of thyroid disease, right? And it's just you and I that's working in this field, right? So we have potentially 20 millions of potential clients. And most of those thyroid disorders manifest in hypothyroidism, right? And 90% of hypothyroid patients have Hashimoto's. And Hashimoto's, it is an autoimmune disease, Um, You know, and the craziest thing is that many of people don't even know that they have thyroid disorder. 
Natalia, you bring up such a good point, though. Wow. I mean, these numbers are staggering. 20 million Americans have some type of thyroid disorder. Um, out of those, then the ones that are diagnosed with hypothyroidism, 90% of those diagnoses are Hashimoto's, correct? Mm-hmm. So how does someone know that they have Hashimoto's? Is is a simple test of checking your TPO levels and your antibodies going to tell you that? Exactly. It's a simple blood test that your doctor should order if they see any fluctuation in TSH, but unfortunately they don't. That's why a lot of people don't know that they have Hashimoto's. It's a simple test that you test TG and TPO antibodies. Those are the most common antibodies in Hashimoto's. And those thyroid antibodies are often elevated for decades before TSH level can uh, or start fluctuate. So if you feel, if our listeners feel any kind of, like their health is off, something is not right, but their thyroid levels are normal, their TSH is normal, they need to test TPO NTG antibodies because it, there may be an indication that Hashimoto's is already brewing in mm. there and it will lead to that you know, a presence of TPO and TG antibodies is just shows full body systemic inflammation. Mm. So your hair loss can be a reason or, you know, a sign that there is an autoimmune thyroid disease is started to, to brew there in your, um, in your body. Like I said, a decade before TSH levels start fluctuates. Natalia, great information again, but I'm confused. So do we have to test for TPO and TG, as you called it? So TG, um, and let me tell tell you for our listeners, so TPO antibodies, that's thyroid peroxide antibodies, and TG, it's thyroglobulin antibodies. Those are two... Um, two antibodies for specifically for thyroid. So the reason you have to test TPO and TG antibodies is because not everyone with Hashimoto's will have both. Or so some people have only TPO, elevated TPO antibodies, but low TG antibodies. And some people have low or non-detected TPO, but high TG antibodies. So if you have a client in your office and their TSH is fine and you, but you, they have, they experience hypothyroidism symptoms and you test TPO antibodies and they come back negative, you automatically rule out Hashimoto's. Well, this is research shows that this is not the case because that person with undetected level of TPO antibodies can potentially have TG antibodies. And I see it in my practice all the time. It's one or the other or both. Oh my gosh. So this is extremely beneficial. We have several women right now that we are just feverishly trying to figure out what is going on. And, you know, as we talk about in in our episodes, uh, you know, testing is always better. And as you use the phrase, test don't guess, right? And so we do that. But we have not been testing TG. And so now I think testing um, those antibodies, those globulin antibodies are going to be a big eye opener for us and will only just help in our original and kind of our initial look-see investigative work. Absolutely. We'll just give you 
a better picture and either rule rule it out completely mm-hmm. or confirm the diagnosis because if we have diagnosis, we have a plan of action. Sure. Right? Exactly. So let's let's talk about this the levels, right? Uh, let's say you know you, you already did the full thyroid panel. You got your di- you got your diagnosis of Hashimoto's. So, but what do do the those numbers mean? Is antibody level of four hundred too high? Is it normal? Right. So, where where do you fall? And you are listeners. You can pause this podcast and go get your uh you know pull out your most recent blood work and see where your TPO number is. Um, but I will I'll say that the new research shows that t- TPO levels of 100 or 1000 is not actually a sign of one disease worse than the other. So right, you get you get that. So if your TPO is 100 or 1000, it really doesn't tell you anything. But I want to emphasize that research also says that TPO antibodies are indicators of oxidative stress. In patients with low or not measurable thyroid antibodies, you know, just like we just talked, present with milder form of the disease. And here's lie the connection between high TPO antibodies and hair loss. Alopecia areata hair loss pattern is statistically associated with thyroid autoimmunity. And thyroid autoimmunity is indicated by presence of TPO antibody, right? So you see that connection. If you have TPO antibody, you have autoimmunity, and chances are um, to develop alopecia areata, which is another autoimmune disease, is very, very high. So when you have high TPO antibodies, not only you have active full body systemic inflammation, which can cause hair loss by itself, right? But you may also have dry skin. And you can imagine that healthy hair does not grow on dry and inflamed scalp. So let's talk about some blood levels and compare them to normal levels. So if you have thyroid antibodies above 500, that's considered to be a very aggressive case of Hashimoto's. And By aggressive, I mean person usually has many hypothyroidism-related symptoms, including hair loss. Antibodies under 100 indicate remission or less aggressive case. And I, I want to mention that a lot of people, a lot of clients that I see in my practice, if they have antibodies count below 100, they tend to have a very mild form of the disease, less symptoms, and very rarely hair loss. So there's not really, there's no research that says, oh, if you have high TPO antibodies, you will, you're doomed to have hair loss. There's none research done. But I see in my practice, then the higher the TPO antibodies, the more inflammation and hair loss connection. So, you know, Kimberly, we're here to establish the connections Mm -hmm. between things that are you know, our research is not there yet. So I think it's very important for our listeners to understand. Uh, um, Very good point. Let me go a little deeper. So then if, um, just so our listeners understand, so if for some reason they are seeing hair loss and they um, have their TPO levels checked, they're checking somewhere around 100 less or maybe 150, just guessing. Um, and they are seeing some symptoms of Hashimoto's. 
can they go ahead then and have that um, thyroid globulin test performed? If that hasn't been on the list, and if that is elevated, would that give more, I guess, cause for what's going on? Unfortunately, no. You would not test TG antibodies post-fact. Um, you test TG antibodies only to confirm the diagnosis. I see. There is no, I mean, we really don't know much about TG antibodies. We don't really know their functions or what they do or if they influence the progression and the aggressiveness of Hashimoto's. The only research that has been done on TG antibodies is that if you have high levels of TG antibodies, and we're talking about like 50, 60, that's a high level, um, it's indicative of you having a high risk of developing thyroid cancer. Mm. Okay, understood. So it's that particular test is very important if there's already an elevation, already issues, and then how much further could the disease then take you into more of an, a more, I guess, dramatic um, type of condition. Exactly. You just have to be, you know, if you have high TPO antibodies, uh, and high TG antibodies, you have to be mindful of potential, you know, developing nodules that are that are cancerous. Mm-hmm. But as far as hair loss, we really, there's no connections to hair loss and TG antibodies. That's why this episode's, uh, we're, episode, we're concentrating on TPO antibodies and possible connection. Got it. Perfect. Good. Very good clarity. Thank you. So Kimberly, we named at least one reason why people would want to lower TPO antibodies, right? TPO antibodies, they're indicators of oxidative stress, right? We know it's bad for for just anything, including our hair growth. But I also want to add that high TPO antibody level is a strong indicator of elevated fasting insulin, which can lead to diabetes, Right. And chronic high blood sugar damages arteries, which may lead to decreased transport of nutrients to our hair follicles, right? Mm-hmm. So right. there's two huge reasons to lower TPO antibodies. So Natalia, how can someone really make a difference and help themselves if their TPO levels are high? What can they do? Oh, absolutely. So at this point, we have five proven ways we can lower thyroid antibodies. Uh, In order not to turn our podcast episode into a two-hour long lecture, today we'll talk about two proven ways to lower your thyroid TPO antibodies, and our listeners can read about the other three approaches in my free guide that is attached to this podcast episode. So the first way to lower your TPO antibodies and improve your hair loss and other hypothyroidism-related symptoms is to improve your gut health, right? We talk about gut health and hair loss connection a lot um, on this podcast. So the earliest evidence suggests that gut health is very closely linked to thyroid health, right? And that improving gut health can decrease thyroid antibodies. So we know there is just so much research that's been done that if when you improve your gut health, your antibodies count drops. And in addition, you know, research shows that a range of gut treatments may improve fatigue, depression, anxiety, brain fog, constipation. And we know all of these 
signs and symptoms that I just mentioned can not lead but contribute to hair loss, right? Because when you're depressed, you may not eat as, uh, uh, you know, your diet may be not as vibrant. So you may not be getting enough uh, vitamins and minerals when you have anxiety. You know, the same rules apply. Uh, brain fog, sure, you know, of course, we're not exercising or, or keeping the healthy lifestyle. So I'm, you can see I'm connecting all these dots for you. And so here are the several ways you can improve your gut health. First and most important is we have to eat an anti-inflammatory diet because a low-calorie diet is typically the single best or biggest source of inflammation that can impair your thyroid, immune function, and inevitably lead to hair loss, right? But luckily, evidence shows that changing your diet can lower thyroid antibodies. Great. That's excellent. That way we can work on this naturally. Absolutely. Yes, we all love natural ways to improve mm -hmm. our health. And this is one of the hardest and easiest way to um, improve you know, your gut health and in turn uh, drop your antibody count. And there was another study done that a low carbohydrate diet. Now, I have to note, it's not keto. A low carbohydrate diet, it's a lower um, or diet lower in carbohydrates at about maybe 80 uh, grams per day. It That diet has been shown uh, to reduce thyroid antibodies by 44% in people with Hashimoto's. I mean, that's huge. That's probably one of the you know single most powerful mm -hmm. approach. So drop your carbohydrate intake and see your antibodies drop. Another way to improve your gut health and in turn lower your th thyroid antibodies is to check for gut infections because gut infections such as H. pylori, you know, SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and blastocystis hominis actually are associated with elevated thyroid antibodies and testing for these infections may, you know, not only testing but addressing these infections may reduce the antibody level and improve your hair growth. And in my all-purpose nutrition practice, I use and recommend a GI MAP test, um, which it's a stool test that checks for chronic infections, viruses like Epstein-Barr virus, which is very common in people with Hashimoto's, you know, parasites and much more. And finally, the way we can improve our gut health is to take probiotics, right? Probiotics have Nothing to do with lowering TPO antibodies, I'm going to say that, but probiotics have been shown in multiple studies to improve the gut infections that are associated with elevated thyroid antibodies, including H. pylori infection and SIBO. I talk about exactly which probiotics to take in the free guide that is attached to this podcast episode. Kimberly, the second proven way to reduce thyroid antibodies are to take supplements. And one of these supplements is Avacitol. It's a small molecule that is structurally similar to glucose. So it's naturally found in foods like whole grain and citrus fruits. And studies shows that a combination of selenium, which we know that it's important for hair health and growth. Um, so 
a combination of selenium of 83 microgram and 600 microgram of inositol, uh, which is brand name for avocetol, may significantly lower thyroid antibodies and in turn decrease the whole body systemic inflammation, which may improve hair health, right? And you can find this supplement on uh, on my website um, and you have a link down in my podcast, here in the podcast. Um, the next supplements I want to talk about is vitamin D and research suggests that vitamin D deficiency is associated with higher levels of thyroid antibodies. So just by taking vitamin D and replenishing deficiency, you can drop your antibodies and improve your hair growth. And, and I'm going to jump in here just because vitamin D is so critical to hair growth. It also is very critical to keeping the hair in the growing phase much longer. But I want to point out that, you know, we see many people all day long that will come in and say, well, I've, I've, I take vitamin D. Why isn't anything changing? And, you know, we've talked about this and, and your point of bringing up the connection and all of this today is so critical because many times, one, if there is a nutrient deficiency, if the gut is inflamed, if there is a gut infection, if there is a leaky gut, it doesn't matter how much vitamin D you're taking or how much selenium or how much nasitol that you're taking, right? It's not going to work until you get the gut health and the, the nutritional deficiencies rebalanced. So please dig a little deeper than just going out and grabbing a vitamin D. I mean, we just want you to know, yes, it's part of the, the protocol, but we want you to also look into why your D might not be working for you. Exactly. And, you know, in my five years of working with people with thyroid disorders, I've never seen the, a person not being deficient in vitamin D. Mm. However, I always still check. I, I assume that that person is vitamin D deficient, but I always check because depending on your deficiency level, there are protocols how to replenish them. A lot of people take vitamin D, but it's only, let's say, 1,000 international units. When you have a true vitamin D deficiency and when you're trying to grow your hair or stop shedding, we, we may want to supplement with you know, up to 5,000 international units per day for four to six weeks. And then mm -hmm. we take a break because there's a pot potential um, vitamin D toxicity. Correct. So there's so much that goes into it. No, you can't just take multivitamin with vitamin D and say, I take vitamin D. So, right. So we look, like you said, <laughs> we look deeper into it depending on what's our goal into, you know, why we're supplementing with vitamin D. So yes, that's a great point. Um, another supplement that is important or may potentially help lower thyroid antibodies is CoQ10 and magnesium. And we know these two are important for anybody with Hashimoto's thyroid disease and hair loss. And now we know that these two um, supplements can actually help you lower TPO antibodies. Okay, guys, that's it for today's podcast. If you want to learn three more proven ways you can lower thyroid antibodies and improve Hashimoto's related symptoms like hair loss, make sure you download my free guide attached to this podcast and we will talk to you soon. 